welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here along with science advisor Matt Moniz. And we are here to talk about the paranormal as we are each and every Saturday night. And also, uh, Stephanie Burke will be joining us. She's just running a little bit behind, but she'll be here soon enough. I think, am I turning myself up? Is that me? Or is that, which one is me? That one's me. Okay, there we go. I have extra controls over here because uh, the silent assassin during during the pandemic, during the height of the pandemic, when the building was closed, the silent assassin was in here every day because they were doing all the programs remotely and all the WBSM hosts were in their, their own homes and somebody had to be back here to kind of control things. So he was one of the only people that was not allowed in the building. You mean was allowed in the building? Yeah, I'm sorry. He was. He was. Him and Gazelle were the only ones allowed, and I think Jason was here too, and the news person. So four people. But uh, while he was here, he needed stuff to do, so he was like installing things and updating things and all this stuff, which drove the engineer crazy because the engineer was only coming in on Sundays when nobody still only comes in on Sundays when nobody else is around. So, you know, for him it was he would come in and then there'd be all these changes. <laughs> that Matt made. <laughs> and he'd be like, what? Nobody mentioned that to me. So I just, I love the fact that, you know, Matt doesn't like to, he could have just literally been paid to sit here and do nothing, but he can't do that. Like yeah. that just goes against his nature. So he made some great improvements, including now that I can actually adjust my headphones over here. I don't have to plug it in over there and worry about what's going over to you guys. And because, you know, if you're, if you're sitting over here, not that the audience cares about this at all, but if you have to sit over here where I am and, want to adjust that but you gotta like climb over climb over the phone climb over the board yep all this stuff now there's just a nice little box right here that i can plug into and i can adjust my headphones and we are streaming live not only on wbsm.com not only on the wbsm app but also on midnight fm our simulcast now which i didn't really ask about but man it took us what almost 15 years to get something like that box installed this little thing here yeah uh, well, I mean, 14 years for us, but I mean, how yeah. long has WBSM been here? Uh, yeah, nobody else thought seriously. of it. You know, well, see, the thing is, is like you want to plug into this. You want to plug into yeah, the dir- board. Directly to the board. But yeah, I get it. This is this doesn't work, and the engineer can't solder it. He says that, you know, every time he tries to fix it, it doesn't work. So we're getting a new one eventually. One so, made in this century? Uh, this this isn't too, too bad compared to the old one. Remember the old <laughs> oh, one? Oh, yeah. I remember the old one. So anyway, I mean, uh, you know, breaking down the fourth wall here. Uh, so we have, I think, uh, a very interesting discussion tonight because we're going to just be kind of doing some paranormal potpourri stuff. Uh, this guest that I've been chasing for the last couple of weeks, he's still not responding to my messages after initially saying, yes, I'd love to come on your program. You know, he's not responding to my messages. So I don't think we're going to keep trying to book that guy. Okay. Uh, so this will be the last week we try. If he's listening... Uh, Roderick, if you're listening, you know, we'll give you one more shot, but reach out to me. And I think, you know, the audience loves the fact sometimes that we just come in here and, you know, go back and forth with some topics. And I don't love it. You know, I think that it's a a good talk show has a guest, but. Well, it it shows that we have the ability to at least carry on a conversation between ourselves. You give yourself a lot of credit, Moniz. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I'm used to being the front of the jokes. No, I just mean, I mean, us in general, not just you, you personally. 
carrying on a conversation and carrying on an entertaining conversation are two different things. How often do we just devolve into snack talk? Uh, pretty much every show. Every week. But uh, we will take your phone calls at 508-996-0500. 508-996-0500 is the number. I know it gets a little weird for the Midnight FM crowd because we have all these different programs, all these different numbers, but that's kind of how it works. So if you want to call in here, you're calling into the WBSM studio. So don't call that number the rest of the week for any other programs. Because <laughs> if, if there is somebody here at that time, they're not going to know what the heck you're talking about. They'll say, you want to talk about what? Huh? Ghosts? No, that's Saturday night. You don't want to talk about that here now. So I want to ask you, this was, what happened there? Coke. I'm going to blame the Coke. I just had a Peter Brady moment there. Yeah. When it's time to change. <laughs> but uh, you remember that episode? Yes, I do. All right. Uh, so one of the things that, that that happened this week is I, I, I had, well, last night, actually, I had a conversation on Midnight Society with uh, Gordon Lore, and I'm not familiar, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Gordon Lore. No, not but sounding he, familiar. He was one of the people that was involved with NICAP back in the 60s. So he was working, he was actually the vice president of NICAP under uh, under um, Major Kehoe in the 60s. Yeah. So he he had a lot of, you know, he wasn't so much of, a, of an investigator because he had so much of the administrative work to do with NICAP that he didn't really get out there and investigate a lot of the cases that came in, but he investigated some. And of course, he had his own personal experiences as well. So he was joining us to kind of talk about the golden age of flying saucers. Uh, but because he is in failing health, he's, he's an older gentleman and, and he knew that he wouldn't be able to keep the conversation for an entire three hours. We also brought in Erica Lukes from MUFON, who is somebody who is, um, you know, working on a project with Gordon, uh, but also, you know, has a reverence for the history of, of ufology and, and the work that people have done in the years going up. So instead of being one of these, you know, newfangled investigators that says, ah, you know, the way they did it before didn't get us anywhere. It's time for a new approach and a new set of eyes and a new mindset and all that. You know, she very much wants to document all of the historical research into UFOs, which, by the way, I got a report the other night while I was live on the air, hmm. I think Thursday night, of a UFO sighted over, the, over this area, over the Dartmouth, New Bedford area. Uh, not sure exactly what that was. Uh, by the time I got off the air at 1 a.m. and I went outside to look, the brightest lights that I could see in the sky were planets. So, and, and you know, I, I say that. I don't, I'm, I sound like I'm an astronomer. I have no idea. I pull out the Skyview program on my phone. I was going to say, you probably pulled up the app. Yeah, and so I just hold that up, and I'm like, well, that's, you know, south bright light. That must be what they're looking at. Put the phone up, and, you know, that was Jupiter. Uh, and then the brightest in the sky at the time when I went out was Mars. Okay. So, but then, and, and where I was too. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I have a tree line around me that limits some of my viewing. But so, you know, the, there's, it, it just got me thinking that there's been a, a, a kind of a heightened amount of UFO sightings in recent months. And I don't know, I don't think that that is something that you can tie into the pandemic like we do with ghost sightings where we say, well, of course there's more ghost reports. People are home more. Well, you're also getting the you would get the same thing with UFO reports. I mean, they're they're not at work; they're out and they're about and doing things and observing things. So a lot of people are observing all kinds of things in nature. How many people, if you look 
on your social media. People taking pictures of all of these things that they're running across in their daily lives where they would normally just be sitting in an office cubicle or doing whatever work they would normally be doing. They're out and about and trying to get out of the house and they're taking pictures of, you know, fabulous sunsets or this particular bird or insect. You know, tell me I'm wrong. No, I don't know. I mean, I, I would think that there would be, you know, sure, there's going to be some more. But I don't know if it would be as as many as we've seen increase. Like, I, I, I do think that there's something going on that the activity is increasing. Or what it is. Or locally, yeah. In, it's not just here. It's northeast region. There's also... Philippines have been very busy as um, a couple of places out on the west coast. But the other part of it that I think could be tied into this is that we have had a lot of UFO news over the last few months with yeah. you know the Pentagon acknowledgement of of the Tic Tac UFO and then now we have the Pentagon starting the UFO task force so i think that the fact that they've been in the forefront of people's minds more is getting people to you know yeah. uh, just look up in the sky i think more more than they used to before uh, but the the interesting part about this is as these sightings are going on and as the need to have a place to report these sightings is increasing, what the hell is happening with MUFON? Oh, well, that has been a train wreck for years. And so Erica Luke's last night, being somebody who is has long been critical of what goes on in MUFON, you know, we she just kind of unloaded and and I kind of unloaded last night. But I was like, you know what, we can we can take that conversation to another level here tonight. And, and it goes beyond just the things with MUFON. Uh, there's, there's problems in the paranormal world overall. And, and, and Stephanie can join in with this because I know that she's had some personal experience uh, with some people that are just not on the up and up. I, I, I don't think it's going to be an episode where we do a lot of name dropping and calling people out specifically, but we can certainly call out some of the problems and the symptoms of what's going on. Now... I do want to address the MUFON issues for people in the audience that might not be familiar because with Spooky South Coast, we have a bit of a different audience and they might not be as familiar with the organization itself and what goes on. But MUFON, the Mutual UFO oh, Network, yeah, uh, it, it was originally what the Midwest UFO Network back in the day when it started yeah, in, in 1970. Out in Ohio? I, I believe so. Yeah. So when that started... It was, you know, a, a small regional group, but it, it kind of expanded to become the national yeah. UFO network of people talking to each other and uh, and sharing information and sharing case files and, you know, assigning investigators to pick up cases and a place for people to report their experiences. And over, over the years, there were chapters that popped up in kind of every state. Yeah, every state had its own uh, state director, and then there were regions and regional directors. But and, as yeah. you know, I mean, we've been doing this program 14 years, and in the early days, I tried to hook up with the Massachusetts MUFON group. Nobody returned emails. Yeah. You know, nobody answered phone calls. Like, it's just, and I don't think that's a Massachusetts exclusive thing. No. I think that kind of happens in a lot of these places. Well, I can tell you, having been a uh, member of MUFON back in the early 90s, one of the things that they would regularly try to do is try and avoid radio shows and, you know, TV shows that, if they could. Only, you know, they would respond to specific cases and specific sightings, but to 
to just come out onto the air because you got to remember back then if you were getting a call from a radio station it was they were looking for a haha thing they weren't really looking at you for a serious inquiry so most of the time MUFON generally would just ignore it unless it was a you know main big right, but i mean i wasn't even reaching out to them by saying you know hi i'm i'm on the radio and i want you to come in i just wanted to join oh. and and be part of it and you know not that i wanted to go out and uh be, you know be a regular field investigator but i figured i could go out and learn about it and have an idea and get some hands-on stuff you know i don't i don't know that i would have stayed committed to it but at least I could have gotten my feet wet a little bit in it. And I know that, you know, you get cases in all the time and yeah. and you could always like have me shadow you and what it is that you would be doing. But I just, you know, I thought it would be interesting and kind of, you know, it would give me, I would be kind of walking the walk well, to, to some degree. I, I get where you're going. You get to get the, you know, the reports, newsletters and, you know. And you weren't an active member of the organization at the time. So it would, yeah. you know, it introduced me to people in the area that are into it that you might not be running in the same well, circles. Well, you see, I had, I had already been, I had already had my souring. Right. You'd already been disillusioned with, by yeah. it. Yeah. Totally understandable. Uh, so, but the organization as a whole is, you know, it's national and there's a national board of directors and there's a national director and uh, there's all, you know, there's all people involved with it uh, who are, you know, it, it becomes a job for them. And I, I don't know if they were full-time employees. I don't know if they were, uh, you know, compensated. I do believe that there was salary involved for the people that were on the board of directors, but don't quote me on that. Uh, there's probably some people that are listening in that might be uh, in the Discord chat or on Twitter that could tell me, you know, if that's the case or not. But to me, it seemed like it was it, it, it was a big part of their lives to be part of this organization. And I know that it's a big part of the lives of all of the field investigators, the people, the good people that were going out and spending their time investigating these cases where somebody says that uh, we have... Uh, you know this in this ufo case that we want to have investigated yep. i get you i got you if you want to go uh take care of the door because i can't get it open oh uh, no i'm sorry but to your point yeah there there's so many cases that you know could have been handled better there are plenty of cases out there that my from my own personal experience that i've watched it became more of um uh, a dog and pony show you know and, but unfortunately you're going to get that in uh, a lot of you know cases of paranormal investigation you get it in the the ghost field you get it in you know the bigfoot community it anytime you get a group of individuals you're not going to get them to all agree on the same thing the same way at the same time which is fine. And I would expect that to happen. Uh, but what I would expect is that you, when you have a, a national organization like this, you would have one united voice. It's supposed to be that way. But like I was just saying, you're, you're going to have individuals that are going to want to assert themselves. Egos get involved. But you still should have, you know, like like we talk about it when it comes to you know, the work that I do here at the radio station, running the websites, the social media, all that. Each personality has a chance to be who they are and what it is that they write, what it is that they contribute, what it is they say on the air. But then we have kind of what we call the brand voice. So it's, yeah. 
that's you know you don't go on facebook and and talk as wbsm wbsm has its own individual voice and the same thing with spooky south coast you know we do that in our social media we don't we don't go in there and you know uh, get into it with people go back and forth with people we have our fair share of trolls and people uh, that go after us and all that kind of stuff but we don't we don't engage with them under the branding we will take them on individually but the spooky south coast brand doesn't do that we uh we have a problem with people that you know look at spooky south coast as us you know we 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 don't like it when people look at it as you know spooky south coast is disagreeing with me we want them to say Matt Moni is from Spooky South Coast disagreeing with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we want Spooky South Coast to be this inclusive area where we don't, we don't have a position as a show. We don't have a position, you know, the, the idea of the program is right. to let people kind of have their say. Individually, you might disagree with that say, but the, we don't take a collective stance. I mean, I guess we do on some things. Steve Huff is a tool. <laughs> and we say that as spooky south coast but uh you know but you you get what i'm saying like yeah, yeah. there's a I difference between the individuals in the organization and the organization itself yeah we all agree that we're all looking at the same thing we have our own opinions about it but yeah and and stephanie i don't know if you're familiar with what's been going on with mufon i try to stay out of the the alien stuff i know but i mean um. in terms of an organization <laughs> uh we talked a little bit about it uh, a couple weeks ago with the controversy that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but listening to what you guys are saying, I think it's really tough sometimes to continue to look at the organization positively when those that are either in tar- charge of it or are a large part of it, whether it's, you know, a corporate um, team or it's a leader of something or it's just somebody that has a really big voice for the brand. It's tough to continue to look at something positively when people... Well- like that stay in power well yeah you you can look at the same thing that it happens in any organization like i said sports look at all of the things in various sports organizations Mm -hmm. and things like that you know right like if i mean aaron hernandez killed people yeah the new england patriots didn't kill anybody right right and and the new england patriots did what they had to do to 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 denounce that absolutely but people that continue to keep people on like that and if they're a negative influence um, it's tough to continue to look at everything else positively. Right. Some people could look at it and say the Patriots, you know, didn't do enough to denounce it. But yeah, you know, you're in a rough position there. You know, you I think can't. They did what they could. Yeah. You, you, there's. It's. It's not that easy to just, you know, um, come out in full throat and be like the guy's a murderer. Well, he hadn't been convicted yet. Right. So you have to kind of, you know, yeah, toe the line. Legal things that. Right. You know. He could then, have turned around and sued them. Correct. And then, and then and, well, they did too. But then by the time that you can make that statement now you know two years later you know the the conviction handed down you know now you can't go back and say something now you have to just say you know that's that's in our past you know because mm-hmm. then it right. just becomes a distraction so but i can kind of understand that anyway getting back into the move on thing it's been building up for quite a while now with different problems first there were accusations of i believe the the accusations of misogyny and sexism came in first and people being women being sexually harassed within the organization complaining about it to some of the higher ups and having nothing happen as a result of it you know pretending to care 
maybe they did actually care, but then not actually doing anything about it after the fact. That was kind of the complaint that was out there. Then it turned into suddenly, and, and I don't know why it centers around MUFON and ufology, but why are there so many people that are racist uh, in that field, and or, or at least that you know feel empowered to to make public comments and 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 to to put things on social media? I mean, it's not, and it wasn't just racism because. I think racism can happen in any field. I think there's probably a lot of ghost hunters, paranormal investigators that are probably racist. You oh, know, some of the things I've heard in ghost hunts. Just like there's a lot of scientists that are probably racist, and a lot of other mediums that are probably racist. I mean, I think there's uh, some of that in everything. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between when there's a, an undercurrent of racism in something, or a, I shouldn't say an undercurrent, a, a pocket. You know, the few examples of people who might be. But there's a difference between racism and white nationalism. And there's a lot of white nationalism in ufology. And there's a lot of kind of buried, um, kind of uh, coded stuff that's going on within it that I think is, it's mind-blowing when you think about it. And I'm not trying to be Mr. Conspiracy Guy, but there's people who are out there like looking for these dog whistles and finding it in a lot of the ufology cases. So I don't really, I, I don't feel comfortable bringing on somebody anymore that's going to be talking about, you know, it used to be fun to talk about the secret Nazi base that was built under Antarctica because we know that it's not true. We know that it's crazy. We know that it's just nuts to talk about that. Well, UFO base. They did try and build a, uh, a submarine base. Uh, no, but I'm talking about the, the three miles under the ice oh, no, okay. hidden city okay. that's still no, around. I thought and you were thriving. talking about actual World War II. I mean, that it happened was... elsewhere, just not Antarctica. Right. You know, it's crazy to think that it would happen under all that ice. But right. the uh, <laughs> but that's the thing. Is like It was fun to talk about that stuff, but now you can't. Because when somebody comes on and talk about that, you have to question whether or not, they, you know, are they just nuts? Uh, are they just... Um, exploring a possibility or are they throwing this out there because there's something else that they're saying with this so it becomes very uh concerning so that's where it got a little weird in terms of that is now you've got this you know white nationalism stuff that's working its way and i've seen some of the comments so people that say oh you know you're just a you're 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 the flaming liberal who is just gonna see that and everything uh no it's not that case like it takes a lot for me to publicly accuse somebody of doing something like that and because I know that it's it's not fair when somebody gets accused of something that they didn't do and when things get misinterpreted. I'm sure I've said tons of things that can get misinterpreted. But when you start to see the comments and you're like, holy crap, what? Like that's when you start to say to yourself, like, what is going on here? And why do these people that are doing it feel empowered to do it why do they feel like it's okay to go on facebook and go on this rant like this you know and 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 some of the stuff is just it, it makes me worried not not even so much about their personality and their personal beliefs but you know, their mental state because is it possible that maybe they're just losing their minds because you would have to to do some of this stuff uh but then we get to the jan harzen stuff you know here you have the director of the mutual ufo network the person who's overseeing all this that people are saying is not doing enough to call out the misogyny to call out the sexism to call out the racism uh, you know and, and, and people can't understand why the leadership isn't doing enough to clean this all up 
well, as we found out, he might have had a hobby that was probably not such a good thing because, well, definitely wasn't a good thing. But no, here he is no. Uh, arrested no. in a sting, so trying to solicit a child for sex. And this, you know, thankfully it wasn't an actual real child. It was an undercover police officer what posing as a child. Like, yeah, this but, time. Right. 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 Like, who's to say that it hadn't been happening for years before that? And You don't just wake up one day and decide to do that. And, and I always like to say, you know, accused, alleged, you know, it just comes from my news background. He, this is an alleged thing that's happened. But the other side of that is usually when it happens in a police thing, it's pretty solid. Well, that has to be in order yeah. to stick. Yeah. The only way that it would be, yeah, the only way that it, it doesn't is if they did something wrong in the process, you know, if right. there was a procedural issue. Uh, it's usually never a matter of, and then my favorite is, you know, it was entrapment. Well, you still thought you were talking to a 16-year-old yep. kid for sex. So <laughs> even if it was entrapment, like you're still morally wrong, even if you're not legally wrong, or even if you got off on a legal technicality. I imagine it was probably younger than sixteen because sixteen's th- the age of consent in most states. I know. I think the person. I think it was. I think the person was claiming to be sixteen. I thought it was fifteen in the uh, report that I saw. I don't know. I'd have to look at look back up. It depends on the state and it depends on the, the age Under, of consent. It's Florida. It was Florida. So chances right, are you could get Google. married at twelve. Because <laughs> right. uh, it's Florida. Yeah. Uh, the um, but anyway, yeah. Well, you you can check it all out, and uh, and if you look up Jan Harzen, you know you'll probably see the exact charges, but the. So here you have the director now arrested for this. The age of consent in Florida is 18 years old. So uh, maybe it was a 16-year-old person. Maybe. Let's see. There's a close-in-age exemption, Romeo and Juliet law, allowing minors who are 16 or 17 to have sex with someone no older than 23 years old. Okay. Wish I'd known that then, when I was that age. Instead, I was like, that would be Look, statutory. I was looking for thirty-year-olds. I'm just no. kidding. Yeah. I'm like so I, creepy. Yeah. So the, um, I mean, I know somebody that was eighteen and had a girlfriend that was sixteen, and the father tried to have him taken in for statutory rape. Mm, I that don't. happens on Law and Order all the time. It, no, this this it this actually happened in the '90s here. It'd be hard pressed to convey. It didn't go. It didn't go anywhere, but you know the person tried. Yeah, I mean, and that's just that was basically a senior dating a sophomore was yeah. what that was. Yeah. So thirteen-year-old girl. It was thirteen. Well, oh, that's even worse. Yeah. So, but anyway, he was arrested July third and is accused of soliciting sexual activity from a detective he believed was a thirteen-year-old girl. Yeah, just terrible. Yeah. So anyway, they get rid of this guy as the executive director, of course, because how can you not? Uh, even if you know this person ends up winning the the case, that's you don't want that publicity alongside you. So who do they place him with? Replace him with Dave McDonald, who I guess had I don't know if he'd been a previous director at some point, but you know he I think he was the number Assistant two director. He was I the think. number two at the time, but so they make him the executive director. This is and then the vice story comes out about this guy. This guy ran, runs an airline where he lets people join the Mile High Club intentionally. So he takes you up in his airplane. There's a compartment in the back, and you and whoever you bring with you gets to go in the back and, and do whatever they want. 
Okay. And, it, you know, that's the idea behind That's what the whole airline is for. That's, that's, that's the idea behind it, which is okay. It's consenting adults. Yeah, as long as it's legal adults. As Erica said last night on the radio, there was the guy that took the flight with his dog, but that's a different story. What? Uh, oh. But anyway. What the hell is this world coming so, but An you, end? You can say that Go that is a legal business. That, you know, it is perfectly okay because they're consenting adults and... The dog isn't. I, I don't know if the dog thing is true. She just she made mention of that on the air, and I don't, I'm all over this episode too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly what um, what that story was all about, but she just made mention of it, and, and and I meant to look it back up, but then I wasn't sure if I wanted to. Uh, so the but the other part of it is the new buzzword when it comes to controversy and things like this. You know, the, what's the buzzword that everybody talks about? The optics of that situation. Okay. Who the hell thought it was a good idea? To put the guy that runs the Mile High Club airline in charge of the organization that just lost its director to accusations of soliciting a child for sex. Like, is there not somebody in the organization that isn't a freak? <laughs> it's, no. Um, I, well, again, you just said that we can't make comments about everyone, so... Um, more than likely, what's happening is a lot of people were in on what he was doing. There's probably a ring of people doing it, and they're well, not going to let those people out of power so that way they can continue doing what they were doing until they get caught. That is part of the concern is that, you know, where does it stop? Does it just stop with Jan Harzen? Because this article is not good. The article about him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it's only going to get worse, uh, I think, is if when it comes time for him to go to trial... If he hasn't already, I'm assuming oh, that he probably he'll hasn't. Sing like a canary. Well, that's the thing. Is like if there are other people involved, is he going to start to give them up? Mm-hmm. So, what are you doing here, Mufon? Like this is this was your opportunity to clean house and show that you were serious about this. The problem is nobody can clean house because all these people are at the top. I, I mean, I don't think everybody is. You can you can speculate on on we can speculate about a lot of things, but look at all the other rings that are happening right now and people coming down for it i would think that there are some people in there that are totally clean in the top at least high enough have the power to put somebody in charge i I, I don't know exactly how high up kathy martin is you're in my head but i would think that she's probably and she was who i thought like you have to put her in charge because you need positive spin and well she's made uh We'll call it enemies in there. Well, uh, I believe I've, that. She, her and I have been friends for years, and I've seen what they've tried to do to her. And well, she's, she's almost left on several occasions. Well, she's not into this crazy stuff, well, but I'm sure that's no. why she created enemies. En- enemies. There we it, go. It's our, enemies. It, <laughs> she's, she's one of the only ones I really respect to move on that, that's left in there. And, and who was it that I was talking to the other night? Calvin Parker. I was talking yeah. to the other night. And uh, Calvin was telling me that he thought that Bud Hopkins asked him leading questions during his regression sessions, but that he thought that went, you know, but he didn't think that he was like trying to. Today's the eighth anniversary of his death. Well, I'm sorry. Sorry that he's no longer with us, but uh, I I don't think he was trying to imply that, 
you know, that Bud was trying to put something into his head. I think he was just saying, like, he could understand that the questions that Bud was asking, like, he could see where somebody that didn't have an authentic experience might be um, led to think that they can, well, you know, just like he was implying to them, like, you know, like, let's let's feed into the fantasy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I and I think, you know, you knew him better than I did. Yes, and I know what Bud was doing, but. I like I said I worked with him for years, but but he, the the point of this is yeah. it's not to attack Bud Hopkins' character. I would never do that. I mean, uh, first of all, like he just seemed like one of the nicest people in the world. Period. Uh, but the thing that he was comparing it to was Bud's style compared to Kathy's style, okay. and saying that you know Bud's style uh, might have been what worked at the time for him and for his personality, but saying that Kathy uh, completely pulls away any possibility of that and what registered in my head was going back to what you were saying about her having enemies what was going back and registering in my head was because nobody was nobody was watching over bud hopkins shoulder correct people trusted him as being the guy to do this and he was but with her who's watching over her shoulder you know the rest of this organization is watching what she's doing and I don't know that much about the inner workings of it all. I I tend to think she probably has a target on her back more than the respect of her peers because of who she is and because of who her relatives were. Yeah. I think that that, I mean, that's just my own personal opinion. She's also, you know, an independent, fierce woman all on her own, right? Nobody likes those. (laughs) Well, that's just it. I mean, it wouldn't make a difference if she was in ufology or Mm -hmm. any other field. She right. p- she makes herself a target because of the type of personality she has. I don't even know if that's fair to and say. And that's not... But, like, well, I feel like people are just threatened by it. So you don't necessarily make yourself a target. It's not your intention, but I get what no, you're trying to say. Yeah. Like, it's, it's almost wrong that people are just directly threatened by the fact that a woman has an opinion and she can stand on her own two feet. And that's what I like about it. That w- right. That's my point. It's like she isn't afraid to stand up right. and stand out. Right. But I think... You know, those of us that do such a thing end up in in. You get labeled, right? Yeah, and I and I want to take the 1600s. This. They called those witches. Well, now I'm they, the witch. Now they call them a similar <laughs> word, but it doesn't start with a W. That's okay. Yeah. The I and I want to take this beyond just just you know an attack on Mufon as much as you know they they deserve it at this point. Mm-hmm. And if yeah, you remember we had Chris Cogswell on uh, a while ago. Uh, and he was the what the scientific you know director for yeah. MUFON for for a brief period of time. He left the organization, and there was kind of a mass exodus a few years ago of a bunch of people that were involved in it. So I think maybe some people knew that stuff was coming, or maybe they knew that stuff was going on that they didn't feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's probably going to be more shoes to drop when it comes to that organization. And in fact, I think you're going to see people just leaving the organization overall i mean people that i've talked to uh, you know off the air privately that are part of it are saying eh, i don't think i want to be part of this anymore because you first of all you don't need it right you can go and still be in i mean Moni, is when when did you stop being a member if you were a member in the in the early 90s when did you stop 96 and have you been investigating ufo cases since then oh hell yeah and do you find that it's just as easy to do without mufon's backing as it was with it 
easier actually so, mm-hmm. so there you go and i think that that's what a lot of people are starting to wake up and realize is that they don't need to have that that networking structure anymore not like you did you know in the 90s the early 90s maybe uh, as the 90s moved on people became a little bit more interconnected but yeah you didn't need to have you know the 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 mufon newsletter to right. know who to contact and who to get in touch with and all that like now you can just google things and mm-hmm. right. go on social media and you've already got a network built of people so you don't need the organization to kind of oversee all of that especially if the organization's personal problems are going to overshadow the work that's being done mm-hmm. see what well, that was what was a bit different when i was doing it. it was before the internet was really right prevalent and you either had to do something in person with the groups or it was done through a actual snail mail exchange. <laughs> the days of like yeah. filling out your card and sending yeah. your check in the mail for your membership card. Like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Getting a newsletter in the mail, it makes sense. But, you know, and people, I'm sure it was created in order to make people feel a part of something. You're not alone, especially in a situation right. when it comes to aliens. Like, that's not something that you want to go to your next door neighbor and be like, hey, so you want to know what happened to me last night? Or did you see this? Like, that's uncomfortable. But when you find people or, you know, like-minded weirdos, like the three of us sitting here, you know, it's, you find each other in different ways now. I mean, hell, social media alone right now is a perfect oh, place yeah. for it. You know, people connect over the weirdest things. Whether but the it problem be like, with social media is it's also an easier place for the, we'll call it the crap to slip into. Well, of course. Well. But, you know, if you do have legit groups out there that, you know, take things very seriously and connect people, which is awesome. And some of it's really supportive, but you don't need a... a organization like this anymore to control the happenings or to control what gets out there what doesn't who comes in who doesn't um and especially if the people that are running it are just not good quality people yeah and you can do your own vetting to some degree too like you can you can just look into somebody's you know social media profile Mm -hmm. and figure out if it's somebody that you want to associate with like this article that that is terrible about jan uh lists several different members in quotes from their social media pages about um, racist comments that they've made. And they out the person, they out the state of where they're from, does it, does and it, they out when it would happen. So social media is a thing. You know, it, everything you put out there can be looked at. I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to speak out of turn and drop names, just in case I'm remembering the wrong name, because that happens in my brain a lot. Yep. But is there a mention of a certain person's wife? And the stuff that the wife was putting on social media? Um, I don't know if there was a... Uh, it just says his personal Facebook page. Um, and that was a... It was a former MUFON state director in 2018. And then um, it goes on to say someone from the head of MUFON in Rhode Island uh, made racist uh, memes and comments on Facebook during the height of Black Lives Matter protests. So that's recent. Yeah, I saw I saw those. Um, so I don't see anything about anybody's wife yet, but I didn't read the entire thing yet. But either way, my point was that no matter what you put out there, it's going to be seen by somebody. You know, if it's it's derogatory, it's going to be reported to someone somewhere. Right, and think before you type. And and, and really, that goes for anything. Right, but if, you know, people just don't. They do. And the other thing like that that I warn people all the time, because I do have to kind of keep an eye on people's social media as part of my job, is don't just think before you type about what you think about it, but think about how somebody else is going to interpret that. Right. You know, think about how somebody else is going to look at that and say, 
you know, uh, you know, I think that this, like, for example, uh, there was somebody, I wish I could remember who it was that, that said it. But somebody, you know, came out and said something about, you know, all lives mattering. Yep. But they, they, they didn't mean to be pushing the organization of all lives matter. Right. Uh, and, and so somebody accused them of saying, like, well, now you're supporting this organization. Like, no, that's not what I'm right. saying. Like, I'm just trying to say, like, it's ridiculous that we're even at this point. And so that's the thing that you got to watch out for is that, like, there's certain things that you could say and not realize that you're aligning yourselves mm-hmm. with certain organizations. You know, it's like... It's like if you went out and bought a pair of... Now, is that the individual's fault or is that the fault of the organization for co-opting it? Uh, I think the person needs to be a little bit aware of what it is that they're saying. But I also uh, think that the same thing goes for people that are typing Black Lives Matter and following that movement. There's a difference between supporting the fact that black lives actually do matter and supporting the organization behind it. It goes both ways on both sides. Yeah. It's, it's, you need to follow the money to see where the money's going. Ding 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 it's ding, like, ding ding. No, I'm not ding. getting I'm not getting into all that. We're not getting into that. That's not what this show is about. But it's like if you went into a uh, uh, Salvation Army into a thrift store in the 90s and you were looking for a pair of Doc Martens and you found a pair of black Doc Martens and you're like, "Oh great, they're only 10 bucks." And, but they had red laces in them. Mm-hmm. And you bought them and you wore them. And you didn't realize like what that meant. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, uh, it, it was an old skinhead. It was thing. a skinhead oh, okay, thing. Cool. I'm but probably, you know, I'm too young for but that. But like you didn't, you didn't realize what it meant. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, in a way, it's the same thing. Like you, you aren't responsible for what it meant, but also like the difference too is when somebody tells you, and you still, wear and you still do it. So when somebody tells this organization, you've got these problems, and they still. Let those yeah. problems keep festering. You know, what's going on now? Like, now is it that you don't care? Is it that you don't know how to address it? You don't know how to handle it from a PR perspective? Or is it a matter of, as Stephanie was saying, you're part of it too? You don't, like, or, just do your research. That's even it. Even worse. What if you're not only part of it, but what if you, what if you don't think that there was anything wrong about it? Like, that's even worse. Right, but it it does show people's true characters eventually, but at the same time, you know, you can only claim ignorance for so long when all the information is out there for yourself. So just urging people, whether it be MUFON, whether it be the organizations that you talked about politically, whatever it might be, do your own research. Don't look at the face of the person running everything. Look at the facts and just be aware and also be understanding that you can research the facts and say this sits right with me or this doesn't sit right with me but it's okay to take a stand even if you're by yourself if you're joe schmo at the bottom of the totem pole it doesn't matter as long as you have the belief and it sits well with you and you can get up and look in the mirror every day and have it right to on your own self be true right and and if the best way to do that is to just be your own self right just be just be, be a weirdo self. who cares what people think i mean be weird stand on your own let, let your weirdo flag think of how many many paranormal groups there used to be Mm -hmm. and they've all kind of disbanded a lot of the ones that we used to know about because you know 
they people realize like what do i have to gain from being part of this group and some of them it's a matter of you i know, think they're probably afraid in the beginning and banded together to mm-hmm. start something and then they finally realize well hey i don't really necessarily agree with this person that i i banded with we can still be friends or we cannot be friends but i'm okay to stand alone now yeah. it's kind of like an introductory thing i mean you know i used to work with other people as well and i finally realized i didn't believe in anything that these people were doing and i was afraid to stand on my own because it was a scary thing but i went out you probably pushed me a little bit more than I, I really was okay with in the beginning. But I'm glad I did it. And now I stand on my own two feet and I can tell people exactly what I think and what I feel and what I've been taught. And I'm confident in that because I've done the research. And do you think that the need to be part of that group, and th- this is just, you know, it's, it's not a personal thing. I'm talking yep. about uh, a kind of an overall thing. Do you think that that need to have been part of a group in those early days is negated now because social media has people more connected than they would have been when you first started. I mean, you started Oof. in the MySpace days, right? Uh, I think MySpace was a thing. So like, It might have been. But it was quite a while ago, is, is my Actually, point. I mean, I started investigating, I think, before MySpace became popular. So, um, so like, w- the way that you met people was literally, like, somebody put an ad in, like, the local, like it's not a newspaper but you know what i mean like those free like, circular thing yeah, yeah. like yeah. those type of things or like you heard it on the radio that tim weisberg's having a paranormal get-together you know at this <laughs> library type of thing like that's how you learned you about saw things. the flyer on so the right. phone call <laughs> right. putting, putting your personality into pers- into this perspective then do you think that you would have had an easier time if you were just coming into it nowadays oh, or yeah. do you think you still would have been looking for that same group mentality Um, I don't know if I would be looking for the group mentality. I think if I was coming into it and I wasn't sure about myself or abilities or, you know, something like that, and I was just genuinely interested in the paranormal, but I wanted to know something about it because I felt like I didn't know enough to start on my own. It's so simple. I mean, I do it now. It like, if I read a book or like, I love the author or something, I go right to Facebook because as, as much as you said, Moniz, that Facebook can be negative at times, um, or any social media for that matter, there are like actual businesses and authors and different yeah. things like that that use social media stepping, platforms yeah, you can use in order to stepping. connect with their, yeah. their readers, their users, whatever it might be. So I'll go type that in and I'll follow them immediately. Oh, wait, there's a group of a bunch of people. Uh, like, for example... Um, I follow Rachel Hollis. She's a, uh, I don't know if everybody knows who she is, but she's a motivational speaker. Um, I think she's she's great. I've read her books. I've seen her documentary. I'm like, okay, you know what? I went on there. There's a group of over like 30,000 women in this one group that are so incredibly supportive and like ask people questions all the time. And it's just, it's informative. I'm like, you know what? That's really cool. There's another one for Boston businesswomen. You know, I follow these different things because they pertain to me, but I actually get really good information on there. So, you know, you can do something like that when it comes to the paranormal. You just have to be aware of what it is that you're following. And the paranormal is not the easiest thing, as we know, to get involved in on the internet because well, it can get really weird. And, and the other part of it is that you get really quickly guilty right. by association, too. Yes. Which we can get into coming up the in the second hour. The paranormal is a weird place. <laughs> we're... we're <laughs> And not just because of the topic. Right. We've only we've only got a few minutes left in this hour anyway. And and of course, we'll take your calls in, in hour two, 508-996-0500. But uh, I, think, I think we have our friend Mark on the line. I think he wants to call in and give us an update with what's been going on with uh, him trying to collect his money. So let's uh, let's see if this is him. Uh, good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. Hello. Good evening, Tim. Hey, how's it going? Good. I, uh, I'm glad I beat Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> 
He, okay, Lamont, um, Lamont thinks uh, there's a rerun on for some reason. He's emailing me like, is this a rerun? Like, no. uh, l- l- hold yes. on. August yes, 22nd, 2020. Yep. So there you go, Lamont, if you think it's a rerun. All right, sorry. Go ahead, Mark. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, as, I, uh, as I told you earlier, um, I got a text message from the sweepstakes company today. And they didn't tell me how much money. Uh, but I think it's in the neighborhood of 13 and a half mil. And they did, he did, however, show me um, a picture of my Mercedes. And I will be receiving it on, I think I gave you the wrong day. I'll be receiving it on um, August 31st. Next and it all, it all depends on how early or late I get my mail. That's why I said uh, I'll have to probably head in like September 1st and... Uh, Hit my my classmate. He does he doesn't know it, but he's gonna have the richest friend in town. So, now last time that we spoke to you uh, last week, you said that you have there's a bank account in Maine yes. that has. Would you say how much was in that one? Five million? Uh, no, no, um, a hundred twenty two and a half. Oh, and that's from a lawsuit. But it's a but it's a Bank of America account that you can only get yes. from the Bank of America in Maine. Right, and and, and in order for me to get that money. I have to pay the Bank of America twenty eight fifty to access. Wait, run that by me. Well, you see, I think it has to do with because of the uh, the wire situation that that I had with them. See, originally it was one hundred and fourteen million, but when they set up their wire system, they didn't have all the security measured in, and the money went in and went out. And it was tracked to uh, North Carolina. So they, did, they when didn't they have... got the money back, they uh, Bank of America signed the affidavit that they would have to pay me eight and a half million dollars. That's why I got so the, the one hundred twenty-two and a half. Bank of America didn't have the security in place to take a hundred and twenty million dollar wire transfer. No. That's actually that's why, not and, as, that's, uh... and that's why I want to go there myself. And have it done in person. That's why I don't trust the wire service to send money to my New Bedford Bank of America. <laughs> if you want a driver, I'll drive. But Bank of America. Oh, no, no. Is... I, uh, I told Tim the uh, the day that I get this, uh, I'm going to buy we, myself yeah, a motorhome. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to drive up, and because I like to drive anyway, and I like to travel. Plus, I got um, a buddy of mine owns some land up there in Maine, which I intend to purchase from him. And then I intend to buy a camp out in uh, South Harrow, Vermont, that I've been going to since I was about ten. It's a family camp, and right. of course, the last the last time I went to this camp was uh, 2013. All right, Mark. Just so you know, yeah. if you're heading to Maine from Massachusetts, you have to bring a negative COVID test with you. Otherwise, uh, they're going to fine not, you two thousand dollars. Not to stay in a campground. Yes. Yes. Any if you're coming from Massachusetts, uh, they stop you me. at the borders. Yes. Oh, well, I, I'll tell you, uh, there's only one problem. Uh, I have a health condition to the mask, and as far as the... Uh, I don't the think goes, the mask is... No, the mask doesn't they're, matter. They're, oh. they're looking for... You have to show a negative test for COVID-19 in order to within, get into Maine well, from Massachusetts. Oh, just to get into Maine? Well, yes. No, it, it has to be within Unless, 72 hours of travel. Yeah. Two days. Oh, well... Th- so course, two days I, before I, you I, head to Maine, I, take a test. I will, I will, of course, I will have a, a, a legal team to back me if anything goes wrong. 
That's fine. So, <laughs> You're still going to need the test. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just it's it's a travel restriction for everybody um, coming in and out uh, of Massachusetts. No, no, it's it's a travel mandate. Yeah. It's not a law. If you read your constitution, you know who. Technically, makes the you law. are correct, Mark. Yes, we get it in the, the amendment to the constitution allowing freedom listen, of travel listen. between states. Actually, don't, there is an amendment that does cover pandemics. Uh, it yes. actually does make it a yeah. law. Don't so, don't uh, only, don't try only to fight. If it's, only if it's put in by the president. president. Of the United States. Don't try to fight the state troopers at the border until yeah. after you have $120 right, right. million dollars in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. Then they'll oh, no, let you go wherever you want. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like it's like other things I found out. You really don't need a license to drive your car. Mm. And I'll tell well, you why. Uh, there's... Because it, I it's tried to use that excuse when yeah, I was suspended. Rules of commerce. <laughs> I was going to say, you're talking so, to the guy that... I wasn't going to do that to you, but you did it to yourself. Yeah, I, no. So. I've had my license, no, no word of a lie, yanked over 23 times. Trust me, you do need one. I've had this argument Not on only the side do you need of the road. it, it has to be on your person. No. No, I meant active. And active. And no, but and for, and for you, you like they don't believe you if you're telling me you left it at home. I'm going to tell you well, why. Well, we, we, we got to go, it, Mark. It deals, in, in the Constitution, it deals with commerce. Only if you're a cab driver, a bus driver, an Uber, uh, a, a we, farm vehicle transporting. I hate, I hate to cut you off. Stuff like that. We got to go. We're up against the break. Okay. Well, um, a vehicle, it, it'll be either a motorhome. All right. Or we got to let you go. Hour number two of Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here along with science advisor Matt Moniz and psychic medium Stephanie Burke. And we are talking about the paranormal. We're talking, you know, some of the behind the scenes stuff of the paranormal, but it's all still, uh, you know, part of the larger conversation. And, uh, oh, I just got an email. What is this email telling me? Uh, hold on. It says, FYI, a $3 million donation has been made to me by the Connollys family to help me fight the coronavirus. So for details, I just have to send an email back to this email. So, uh huh. Sure. I am not going to do that. Uh, so anyway, is is that the one right after the Nigerian prince? You- he stopped emailing me. He got he got mad because I didn't return his calls. Uh, but if you want to email us, you can do so. Spooky Crew at SpookySouthCoast.com. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. You'll find us at Spooky South Coast on Instagram. I think it's at, actually at Spooky underscore South Coast on Instagram. You'll find us on Twitter at Spooky SC. You'll find Spooky South Coast on Facebook. And you'll also find all the Midnight FM accounts, too, as well. Uh, I know that we are you know simulcasting. I figured it out. I had to bring in the nice little fancy mixer fancy. there. but. That's that's what I was telling you. That you pretty need, lights. You need to get that for for uh, raw and real. Yeah. What six hundred dollars later? You can make monthly <laughs> payments on it. Oh my god, I don't even know what to do. I don't have I don't have an uh, an an AMI system. So. Oh, you don't need it. This 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 replaces all of that. Well, no. The AMI no, system nothing. already built in for you. We would just give you something to connect to, but this will do all the work for you. That that looks terrifying. 
It's so easy <laughs> to do. And it has like built-in sound effects and you can plug in your own sound effects we'll and stuff. We'll talk about oh, it. Oh, it's a lot of fun. It scares me. And uh, and, and Modi's going to get one. Oh, yeah? Modi's wants to do a show. Okay. I don't, I don't know what he has planned for it. I'm a little terrified to ask. I would be too. But we'll see what happens. Be afraid. It's one of those be things where afraid. like, yeah, we'll just wait to, for it to get delivered. <laughs> and then we'll see what happens. It's like when the new, the new episode of Strange Cases with Jerry King comes in. You know, we're just like, okay, let's What's just see happen what happens. Now? And uh, so the, actually, tonight's episode, <laughs> if you missed it on Midnight FM before this, well, Riffa Normal was talking mm-hmm. about something that I wanted to ask you about, Stephanie. Okay. Uh, that they found out, this was a story that, that Gary shared. Gary's been finding these uh, very interesting stories. Uh, last week, it was about haggis. Okay. But not the food, but actually the cryptid haggis. And then... This week's story was uh, apparently witches, what they really use their brooms for. Okay. It was not to fly around, as, you know, legend would tell us. They would take the broom handles, dip them into hallucinogenic drugs. Okay. And then use the broom handle to rub the hallucinogenic drugs on parts of their body that are more susceptible to taking in that hallucinogenic in a quicker way, such as their underarms. Or uh, some of their other parts uh-huh. of their body. And so uh, when rich- witches would ride the broom, it wasn't so much about, you know, jumping on it and flying around as much as it was. Flying. Yeah. Yeah. They, they definitely were. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard that before. So that's not part of your, your training as no. a witch. Um, and I think Moniz can attest to this scientifically. When, depending on what type of wood the broom is made out of, the hallucinogenic whatever they put on it might get absorbed more so into the wood than yeah. it would the body. Yeah, depending upon the so, wood and the finish on the right. broom, yeah. So, um, I don't really know how well that would work out unless they walked around with it up there for a while. Um, there are many yeah. different uses for brooms in witchcraft. There's, um, and obviously everybody has their own. And none of them are what I'm oh, thinking. Like no. wedding no. ceremonies, jumping over the broom. I mean, there's, they're used in very many ceremonies. Yeah. Um, some use it to sweep away negative energy. Some um, some actually use it to sweep the floor. Right. It's weird. Yeah. Um, you know, like uh, I think the most dramatic um, cinematic showing of using a broom for negative energy is practical magic if you have have seen that movie yeah with sandra bullock um but it's it's got some backing to it um but yeah no i never i've seen where um, i've seen where the witches use the broom to make it stand up in the middle of the room on its own yeah yeah i can do that that. too yeah it's weird huh hence we have 2020 right so and it, but it can only happen at certain times of the year or you know any no. single time that you want it to happen. Yeah. I actually used to do that um, with a straight broom, which aren't easy to stand up to teach people in my Reiki classes that if you just use energy to move something and manipulate it, you can make it stand up straight. But so. can but can you lean the chair against the wall and bend over and pick it up? Remember that episode of uh, All in the Family? Yeah. Anyway. Is, wasn't that like a TikTok challenge? It's been all, yeah, it keeps, it, it always oh, resurfaces it every few years, yeah. Many years. It's I been actually, around forever. Um, I did it, and then Scott did it, and we discovered that it was the size of your feet that's the problem. Okay, well. Because women's feet are smaller than men. What if you're a guy that has really small feet? And then you'll be able to do it. I, I wouldn't know I'm out. Right. Size 13s, baby. But the, uh, <laughs> <No>. the 
<laughs> no, real. No, no I'm saying I like, know. mine. I'm, mine are I don't know why you're saying no. Like, so, I'll put my foot up on the counter. It's huge. Uh, I know the, that. Flippers. Flippers. The um. Well, that was Scott's problem when he tried it. Is his feet are just as big. So. The other part. Uh, the other program that was on before this one as part of the paranormal comedy hour was strange cases with jerry king mm-hmm. and uh in, in tonight's episode he interviewed don trio okay who is a three-headed country musician okay he has three heads uh, so he has right. his regular don head yep that's uh in the middle where everybody else's head would be and then on one shoulder is kane and on the other shoulder is abel Okay. And they are not fully developed human heads, so they're not capable of real rational thought or okay. or human speech, but they can sing along in beautiful harmonies. That's fascinating. So, yeah, they actually, uh, they, they, they had a nice conversation with Jerry until Jerry got really freaked out. Really? And I won't say why, okay. but uh, people can join up at Midnight FM and they can hear that episode. So all the programs that we do uh, live on the network and all the ones that are produced just for us, we are carrying those on our show streams, on our show feeds, uh, you know, on the different pages for all the shows. But we're working on, Amy's putting together one feed that will have everything. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to not only get the shows that are original to Midnight FM, but also to get the show, which, you know, is Midnight Society, uh, Midnight Drive, Amy on the Radio, and Riff and Normal, and Strange Cases, and Eerie Earth, and all these other shows that are coming in. But also the ones that we're going to be carrying that you can get elsewhere, like uh, New England Legends is going to be joining up with us soon. Tripping on Legends mm-hmm. is already with us. Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. Into the Fray just debuted this week. So all these other programs, it'll all be kind of into one feed, but you'll still be getting it from them. So it won't hurt their downloads mm-hmm. to kind of be part of ours. Kind of genius the way that she's figured it all out, but it makes it one stop for everybody that wants to get those programs. So just sign up at Midnight FM and you can get uh, tonight's Paranormal Comedy Hour. And also stay tuned on Midnight FM after this show is over. At midnight Eastern time, there's about an hour break, and then at 1 a.m., well, it would be an hour, mm-hmm. exactly, and then at 1 a.m., Mac Maloney's Military X-Files begins. So, good late night listening. So, before you continue, how are things with Jerry King? We, we've uh, we've made up. You have. Uh, so Again. Yeah. Last Friday night, mm-hmm. uh, I was leaving the Oliver House, and uh, I heard him talking some smack about me on Midnight Drive. I think because he thought that I wasn't going to be able to call in. Okay. Uh, but he was, you know, he was still upset about the basket. I didn't realize that the apology basket had sentimental value to him. It was his childhood goose hatching basket. Jerry is very obsessed with geese, and okay. his childhood goose. So this is where the geese would lay their eggs and, and yeah. hatch their eggs. So it actually had sentimental value to him. He had his assistant Nancy send me the money to ship the basket back to him. Okay. So I will be doing that so that he'll be able to get. I just got to get a box big enough to put it in, and then he will get his childhood goose hatching basket back. So uh, all is good, all is well. Jerry and I are now the best of friends. Really. And uh, yep, and we co-hosted uh, Midnight Drive last night with Amy. So yes, as as I can't say the words on broadcast radio. Uh, of what Jerry thinks that we did, but we buried the hatchet. Okay. He just says it a different way. Okay. So, yeah, all good. I don't know. I'm still skeptical. I even got invited to spa day. Did you? He said I needed retinol in my T-zones. I don't know what that means, but... Do you want me to tell you? No, I don't okay. I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm fine with not I know knowing. what retinol is. I, I mean, What's the T-zone? I, your, 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 your T-zone... Oh, okay. 
So um, I would actually like to say that you have excellent skin. Uh, thank you. So I don't think you need any. You know, I didn't really get a lot of acne when I was younger. I had a few occasional, but I don't remember really having having it bad. No. So I don't know. I just regular, you know, bar soap. Nothing think, else. Once a day. Good. You know, I'm just I just blessed with good genes, I guess. It could be. They're like, you're going to be ugly and overweight, but at least you'll have good skin. I'm like, I'll take (laughs) that in the genetic lottery. All right. Well, uh, let's get back into the discussion. We do have some uh, some calls lined up here. And uh, let's see. I'm going to try to take them in order uh, of... Let's just go here first. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. Hello. Hi. How you doing, Tim? It's Mark Colacusis. Hey, Mark. How you been? I'm good. How you been? Oh, we're doing all right. I saw saw that you are uh, making a bunch of commercials now. Oh, no, wait, that was Snoop Dogg with your face. Ah. Yeah, 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 that's a fun <laughs> app. <laughs> What's going on? Um, well, two things. How come you're not on YouTube now? We we are no longer on YouTube because uh, things were broken down here in the studio and nobody's put them back together yet because the studio now has plexiglass uh, oh, for yeah. safety. So uh, right, right. We, we have to kind of look into whether or not we want to have like a single camera above uh, and and we we can't really rewire anything, uh, and the engineer has to do it. But he he is not in here all the time right now. Okay, because of COVID concerns. So we're making do. Yeah. So it's just been eight FM. Like we get the show now. Yep. Or you know, for okay. for people like yourself that aren't local, you know, that can get over WBSM. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. And two, the thing about the chair against the wall. Yes. That you were talking about. Hmm. The way that works. We learned in martial arts, the male center of balance is the solar plexus. The female center of balance is just above where a small other back holster would be, if Mamonese can point you where. So that's why the woman can lift it, because they have a lower center of gravity, and it's in the rear, where the male center of balance is at the solar plexus. So it's easier, like in martial arts, it's easier to knock your guy off balance. All you have to do is take his his chest off center point, picture of a rod going through the center of his head, standing straight. If you move the chest off that, he can go right down. Correct. But to make a woman go from the small of the back past that line, it's a lot more work. That's why they have better center of gravity. That's why they can lift the chair and a male can't. Their center of gravity is lower to the ground. It's harder to Correct. move. Yeah. And in the back. In, and, yeah. So that's why they have all the advantage pulling up the chair and a guy, it's very difficult. So, but now, do you hear Laurel, or do you hear... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> to that. But no, that, it's I, a blue dress, damn it. And yeah, we can... We, maybe maybe we'll put up a video or something. If we can find a good chair around, maybe we'll put up a video and, and people can see that. Yeah, good luck, but it's it's tricky to do. All right, but well... That's, that's how you learn how to throw people in martial arts. Thank you for uh, enlightening us on that. And also, keep your calendar clear, because we're going to be doing a Bridgewater Triangle episode this year, I promise. I just don't know when. Oh, cool. My good, con- yeah, I'll, I'll let the crew know. My concern is, uh, you know, as always, as it's been the last few years, you know, we're in the, the middle of the Triple E outbreak again, and we've had you confirmed human spring, cases. Though, last week. But, but as long oh. as there's still human cases, I, I would get concerned about, you know, sending yeah. people out. I, I was fortunate enough to be in Matthews Vineyard last week, and they sprayed all around Easton right here where I live. So the Hockamock Swamp and everything should be pretty clear now. They well, move back. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll keep an eye on the situation and and, and what we're getting for positive cases. But I, I, you know, plus I think it's just a, it's a good October show anyway. Oh yeah, 
yeah, yeah, it's definitely built for that, not for end of August, September, definitely. Right, I wouldn't want to be out there tonight, not with how warm and muggy and humid it is. It's gross out. No. I get the AC rocking in here, yeah, there's no way I'm going out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, you enjoy the rest of your night. You too, have a good night, guys. Take care. Bye, Mark. The paranormal pirate himself. And uh, yeah, we will be doing the Bridgewater Triangle episode. Uh, I don't want to, you know, miss out on that. I would trust that the investigators that go out will find a way to make sure that they keep themselves distanced from each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're not going to send them into, you know, places that are heavily populated anyway. Like, that's kind of the yeah. <laughs> the right. opposite of what we're trying to do with this uh, investigation show each year. But for those of you new to the program, uh, we do this each and every year where we have one special night uh, that we call our annual Bridgewater Triangle episode where we send out our friends who are paranormal investigators and and teams. We send them out to different places within the Bridgewater Triangle and they conduct a live investigation while the program's on the air. And so we have them call in and let us know if there's anything happening. And we've done it a lot of different ways. Uh, We've done it with everything from, you know, people going Facebook Live and us refeeding it to our YouTube stream when we had that running. Uh, That's way too difficult to do without Matt Costa here. Uh, So we'll probably go back to like what we did last year where it's just the old school way of they're investigating and they call in and check in and let us know what's going on. So we'll, we'll plan that probably for October because the mosquitoes usually aren't as bad then and it's a little cooler outside and it just feels different, you know. As you know, there's a big, big difference between investigating in August and investigating in October. Right. Yeah. You can really kind of get into the moment, into the mindset. All right. Uh, we'll go to the next call, and I'm going to apologize in advance. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. Hello. Good shaking, Playboy. What's happening, Lamone? What's happening? Hey, Steph. Hey, Matt. Hey. hey. What's up? I'm glad to have you guys back where you belong. Um, too bad we don't have the cameras there. YouTube is it's so, it's so not as Fun as, it, as it should be without you guys on there, you know that's sad. But um, I guess you were talking about the broom thing earlier. I guess that's why witchy poo from uh, HR Puff and stuff always looks so crazy every time. You're on that. <laughs> that's possibly <laughs> you know, possible. Always that makes sense, and that's why she has terrible makeup use of makeup. Oh, somebody needs to teach her how to do that. But you know that's okay. Um, but you've got one other program that you guys have coming on. That's going to be on your, on your channel. What, what would that station. be? It's, it's called Come Along, Come Along, Lamone's Got It Going On. So we're going to have some fun with that. And so, and it's all about paranormal and stuff here in Vegas. And so more than just paranormal things like that, too. So, And it's like, I don't know, maybe I'll be on there for you guys. So um, I was wondering, Matt, Steph, who are your guys' favorite superhero? Are? Favorite superhero? Yes. You go first. Uh, I'm partial to Iron Man because I'm practically living it. That's good. And so it, and My, so minus the millions of dollars. Yeah, minus at this point. But yeah, I'm building I, armor and billions in that regard. I don't know. I mean, I think I think as a kid, I was pretty mm. partial to Batman. But then I realized he can't fly. So well, he glides real good, right? But it's just not the same. But he does have a very nice car. Um, <laughs> so and boat and plane. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like you He's know got the toys. I I like the toys. Where does he get such so I wonderful toys? I, I feel like that would have to be my original. But now I think growing up, you know, realizing more, I think I'd be, you know, uh, torn between like maybe Spider Man or Superman. Well, I'm sure she was, Batman is better than Spider-Man. That's, that's all depending on personal choice. 
choice. Did, 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 yeah, did I, you see Lamone? The trailer dropped for the Batman today. I saw the Wonder Woman trailer, the new one. The one with, I didn't see the. You talking about the one where he's got that the souped up like Charger, oh, the Ch- Dodge Challenger. I I, I, kind of I don't remember exactly. I was kind of watching it while I was driving, but the um, the. They, they, the Robin Pat, Robert Pattinson portrayal of, of Batman actually looks pretty pretty darn good. Really? Yeah, the costume looks pretty good, too. I don't know how I feel about this. I wanted them to have Hayden Christensen, the guy who played uh, young Anakin with Skywalker before he went bad. I wanted him to play it because he needs a job. Well, rumor, <laughs> r- rumor is he's going to be involved in that new uh, Obi-Wan series on Disney+. Plus. Oh, that's going to be good. I like that. And seeing it's like, uh, also, uh, we did that movie Unhinged last night. How was that? I've seen in all of my, uh, every time I go on Instagram, Russell Crowe is yelling at me about going to see it. He's not personally yelling at you, so that's a good thing. Right. You'll have to call him. I've I've heard those clips, sure. No, that was Christian Bale. But what about, about you know, Christian Bale is going to be in the new Thor movie. He's going to be... Gore, the God Butcher. Well, and then they said uh, Ben Affleck, uh, ben, Af- ben, Af- ben Affleck, <laughs> is going to be playing uh, Batfleck again in the Flash movie. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I think they already they already filmed that part or getting ready to film that real quickly. I didn't like him as as Batman. I, th- I would have liked to see Christian Bale stay Batman. So, so no. who's your favorite superhero, Lamone? Well. All right, I was I was raised with Batman, Batman fan. I used used to see I had like Batman. I had my favorite toy was a Mego Batman doll. I had, and I I mean I almost fought, I fought people for them trying to steal my Batman doll. <laughs> and I used my Batman doll used to say Little Mermaid and the Spice Girls. When my daughters had them, he'd come and swing in and stop <laughs> terrorists and stuff. And that That's and awesome. Kidnapping them stuff all the time. They said thanks, Batman. And my kids are all happy like oh. Those were the days when kids were happy playing with the Spice Girls and Little Mermaid dolls, Little Eve. And But things changed. Yeah, but Batman, i got to say, but I, I like Green Lantern, like the ring. I like old Green Lantern ring. But I'm, I, oh, you should see, I've got Iron Man's costume, i got the mask, i got the gloves, i got the, I got the, the pulse of the arc reactor in my chest. I'm not in my chest right now. but You know, you, you, you didn't ask me who my favorite superhero is, Lamone. I was getting ready to ask you to ask me first. Well, no, it's because he's trying to take up the whole rest of the show, but I'm yeah. trying to limit him so that we can move on because we have other callers. But, Lamone, my favorite superhero is, I'd be surprised if you'd ever heard of him. My favorite is, and anybody that's listened to Change My Mind, which is coming soon to Midnight FM, but uh, anybody that's heard me on that show, Ambush Bug. Ambush Bug, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he, he, was, he was originally, um, he's one of those image, from Image, it was like one of those... Uh, other not he's not like um I, nope. I know, I've, I've, nope. no it's like with those, it's like I've got that comic I got a comic no he's a, he's a DC comic <laughs> character he started okay. he started off as a, as a, an annoying villain to Superman and then Ooh. they gave him his own limited series and I happened to walk into there was a you know the bargain outlet. And yeah. and so I walked into the bargain outlet, I think nineteen eighty six or so, and they had a bunch of comics on sale and there was issue number one of the miniseries of Ambush Bug, and I bought it and I fell in love with the character and I've been his biggest fan ever since. Nobody remembers Ambush Bug. Nobody likes Ambush Bug except me. He did make a brief appearance in he was in one episode of the Batman Brave and the Bold uh mm-hmm. cartoon a few years ago and he was voiced by I believe Henry Winkler. But 
that's not exactly who I would have had play him, but uh, I, I've been hoping for years that they will turn. He was he was Deadpool before there was a Deadpool in terms of breaking down that fourth wall and you know uh, having all the in jokes about the the comic company and all that. So uh, go back and read. I think some of them are on the the DC Universe app. You can read some, and, and some of them are on Comicsology. You can read some of the old Ambush Bug stuff. He died during the I don't, crisis. I don't know. If, yeah, just to me. He died in crisis. I think issue number eight. Do you know? Do you, so did. Huh? Uh, Moniz is pulling up the greatest American hero. Now, did he did he have a name as a superhero? Who the greatest American, American hero? hero? N- no, 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 not that I recall. Well, actually, I thought that they to... mentioned it briefly one time, but I can't remember what it was. William Cat did a comic book in back in two thousand and eight. I talked about that a couple of a couple of a couple few months back on your show. I told, right. talked about it on and so, yeah. And um, he was signing autographs and stuff like that. That, you know, I don't know if I, I don't have that comment, but no, I don't. But yeah, I've got a few of them. But what I was saying, I'd like to get you guys to come and you guys try all these different outfits so we can do cosplay. I, I don't know about that, but all right, yeah. we're, we're we're gonna have to say goodbye, Lamone, because we got other calls oh. we want to get to. But thank you for thank checking you in. God bless all you kids, and hopefully, like I said, I didn't get to do what I was supposed to do for everybody else, but that's all right, though. All right, and next week we come up to everybody again. All right, take, take it easy. Okay, he's he's gonna keep going. Love you, player. Uh, see you later. Now, I don't know if you uh, if I don't know if you were aware of this, Stephanie, but we learned last week that Lamone was in an R and B group in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, no, but he actually has a really good radio voice. Uh, you know, if, we, we if, if what we found is accurate, he actually has a pretty good singing voice. We'll we'll, give, we'll give him a show on Midnight FM if he if he if his microphone sounds better than his phone. Yeah, oh, that's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, also, do you remember that show, My Secret Identity? Yeah, that that that, that you're going back always. Jerry O'Connell played the, the the character in that show that had the superpowers, but yeah. he he had a name as a superhero. Do you remember what that was? No, Ultraman. Now that you mentioned, okay. when, when he was a superhero, yeah. he would be Ultraman, even though like he didn't really have the costume or anything like that. But yeah, so it, it's it's uh, there's been a lot of stuff uh, that has been. What about Mysterion? There's been a lot of stuff that's come out lately about superheroes, like going back into some of those old, you know, um, stuff that we would have consumed as kids that have just kind of been forgotten, like the old 70s Spider-Man movies, the TV movies there. Oh, God, yeah. Where the rope was the spider web. Yeah. And they had, you know, the, they had Captain America back then, too, in the 70s. The Hulk. Yep. So there's, there's, you know, I think a lot of that's starting to make a resurgence back because they're putting that stuff on like DC Universe and things like that to try to flush out some of this this well, Disney content. Disney purchased Marvel too. So. Right. So you're going to see a lot of the older stuff kind of come back into the spotlight. But I, I, I remember telling Wes and Nick on Change My Mind about the Incredible Hulk TV movies. Everybody knows about the the Incredible Hulk TV series, yeah. but when they made the t- made for TV movies in the late '80s and early '90s, they brought in other uh, Marvel heroes, and people don't remember this. So there was first there was the return of the Incredible Hulk, and I don't remember who was in that one. If there were other characters in that one, um, that one might have had Thor, and then there was. The trial of the Incredible Hulk, where his lawyer was Daredevil. No, no, so they had Daredevil in in that one, and then there was uh, Death of the Incredible Hulk. So, you know, they had these three made-for-TV movies that I've, I keep waiting for them to put out on something so that we can go back and revisit them. I know they're on YouTube, but 
it's just uh, it's interesting to see some of these initial takes on things like Thor and and uh, and Daredevil. I think the Daredevil in that was still probably better than the Ben Affleck movie, not a fleck. <laughs> All right, uh, let, I, so we have another call. I think I think it's just Mark calling back in. So let's let's see what's uh, what's up there. Uh, good evening, you're on Spooky South Coast. Hello. Yes, it is Mark calling back in. All right, um, we have, we have a one call per show rule, Mark. But oh, I'll, I'll oh you... I didn't I didn't know that because let's... the conversation was so good. I was going to ask you to keep me on hold, but I didn't think of it. Okay, um, well I'll, I'll I'll give you another minute here. Okay, um, if you go in. Uh, if you go to court with a license uh, um, um, operated, like uh, no license or something, the judge will throw it out because the judge knows that under the Constitution that you can't be charged with driving without a license. Uh, that is and not another- true. I, You know how many fines I've had to pay for that? <laughs> that well, I just got finished paying? Did, did, you, did you go to a constitutional lawyer? No, I went to the local district court because that's where the offenses occurred. Trust yeah. me. Yep. I've been through this many times. Wouldn't make a difference. It's not going to get pushed yes, up to federal does. court. Yeah. Yes, it does. And, and just like another I don't license. have the money for that. It was easier to pay the fine. Another license you don't need is a license to carry a firearm. That's another baloney. I'm an actual instructor no, no. for that. Yeah, you do what, need one. Does it, that's a does federal it, what law. Does it, what does it say in the Constitution? It says, as a citizen, you, you have, have the, the right, right to bear to arms. You, you have the right to it bear arms say, on your property. Say, you cannot whoa, whoa. take it off no, your no, property. No, 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 Listen, you're all finish. wrong because... Let it, me finish. Let me finish. It does not say in the Constitution that you have the right to bear arms, but you must have a FID card, a license to carry. It, it says you have the right to a license to bear arms. All this uh, licenses are a state money grab. That's all they are. An FID card and a license to carry are two completely different things as well. So, but but true. it's a money grab, and also also true. The Second Amendment doesn't guarantee you the right to carry arms around on your person. Correct. It guarantees you the right to take up arms against the government sh- should yes. that need arise. Right. Well, can, question: uh, There's a law on the books in Massachusetts. Actually, you have to carry your rifle that, to no, church. No, not no. Okay. All right, I'm sorry, the Mark. Go ahead. Decision, but yeah. Okay, fine. No, I'll, uh, I'll get back to you guys. No, I miss. I missed what you said there. I, I talked over oh, you. Um, there is a law on the Massachusetts books that you have you uh, to bring your rifle to church on Sunday. Is also it's a law in the books, books that in Massachusetts. You have, that you have to? There's also still on the books. You're supposed yeah. to carry a shotgun through the Boston Common because of bears. Well, why? That's lost still on the books. That, Listen, like, freedom up. of religion. Why can't I bring a rifle to temple? Yeah, right. Well, same thing. Same thing. Tim. I, I know. I'm just. I'm There's being like facetious. There's like a whole list of wild, crazy. <laughs> All right, Mark. You have a good there. night. Okay, we'll be talking. You have a great. Take one. care. Bye bye. This, this this started off as a paranormal show. It's gone yeah. in every Very other possible direction. As uh, you know, we like to call it paranormal potpourri, but this is just going kind of in in all different directions tonight. Yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, the. <laughs> You know, the, the phone lines are open if you want to call in, 508-996-0500. Uh, I, I, I mentioned this at the beginning, Stephanie, when you were on your way in. Uh, I don't know if you heard it when you were coming in. <laughs> I didn't. But I had mentioned the fact that, you know, what we were talking about in the first hour, these problems with, uh, we were talking about the problems with MUFON, mm-hmm. but there are problems that go deeper than even just, you know, that's one thing when you have an organization mm-hmm. and you have what should be 
procedures in place policing this type of behavior and, and policing these type of characters. But we've had numerous problems, and Moniz can probably talk about this even going back beyond when we've been involved in the paranormal world, but with the individuals mm-hmm. that are involved in this. I mean, how many times have we come to find out that there has been you know, a paranormal team that goes into somebody's house and one of the guys gets caught going into the teenage girl's you know, dresser and stealing her underwear. I uh, I don't recall that ever happening. I can did, think of a few horrible. times when that's happened. That's horrible. I've heard of um, stuff like that, yeah. Heard of or like... I've never you, personally seen You don't anything. know anybody that's that's been accused of it? Well, I like I said, I know I've heard of people doing it. Can I say they did it? No. Or let's, okay, let's, but I mean, it's, 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 it, there's been people around yeah, here yeah, that have yeah, been accused yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to get real weird real quick... I mean, that's horrific and that's horrible, but there are people that are considered um, well-known, we'll say, because I hate the word celebrity, that are terrible people. <laughs> like, we go to these events and we've seen the behavior. I've been of- on two friggin' TV shows. I don't consider myself a celebrity. Oh, well, you're talking about somebody else. Um, well, my behavior is terrible, too. You and I talk about this often. Because we watch it on social media a lot. Or the days before social media was really crazy. Like, we go to an event and we'd be like, okay, so-and-so is a womanizer. So-and-so is going to do this afterwards. Like, we, we watch the behavior of people because you and I stuck to ourselves. We watch people lie day in and day out on social media about themselves or to gain fame or fortune by some way, shape, or form. How many how many times this week did I say to you, like, so-and-so's at it again pretending to be a psychic medium just for, you know, exposure or money? And it's gross. But for whatever reason, the paranormal field collects these people or draws in these people because it's a quick way to make cash and fame happen. Remember the old days, Monies, when people didn't want to admit that they were any of these things? Yeah. Me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me? But you wouldn't even have told some... I mean, obviously, you know, your, yours yours is a little different because yours is not a choice. No. It's, you know, your abilities are something you were born into and something that you had to kind of accept. And I can understand wanting to hide that. You know, it's a different story when you're somebody who decides to go out and look into this stuff mm-hmm. and it's your choice to do it, you know. It looked into me. Right. But it, <laughs> and I don't want to say that I don't want to say that it defines then you. Then you spend the rest of your life looking back going, right. what the hell? I, I don't mean to say that it defines you, but it's part of the definition of you. Right. You know, it's so, truly part of who I am and so I can't get you, rid of it. Yeah, you couldn't change your mind. But people that intentionally went out and sought this as a as a hobby or as a as as a as a pastime, as a research, whatever it is that you want to yep. tag it as, you know, then they would not be able to freely admit that this was something that they did because of the way that other people would look at them for it. Now it's a different story. Right. Now it's like, oh, everybody thinks you're the cool kid because you go out there and you look for ghosts or you talk to the dead or whatever it is. And so now it's almost like just getting attention for one part of it isn't enough. Right. Now you need to get the attention and do all of it. So you've got to right. be you've got to be a psychic and a medium and a demonologist, and you also have to look into UFOs and also hunt, hunt for Bigfoot. And oh, by the be way, an empath because yeah. everybody has to be an empath, right? And I've also cracked every single conspiracy that's out there too. Right. It's it's actually crazy. And I've been in this field, and I hate using that term, but that's what everybody knows it as for a long time. And Moniz, I'm sure you can agree because you have too. Tim, you've been in it long enough as well, where we watch these groups of people rise to the top because they they market themselves so incredibly well. Oh, the branding. And we all sit back and go, okay, here we go. Here's another one. 
and sit back in the shadows quietly. Watch, it's like watching Roman candles. And then they suddenly just combust. Yeah, self-implode. It's self-sabotage yeah. because they try to do all these things. They get caught in lies. They do something dirty, whatever it might be, and then they disappear. And they always claim like, oh, the paranormal field is too much drama. I got to leave. And then they disappear forever. It's because they didn't get what they wanted. The fame didn't come fast enough. The money didn't come fast enough. They got caught doing something they were not supposed to. How many times have we seen this happen? And then the new ones come in. <laughs> well, the, the even worse part about it is when they come back with the BS excuses. Yeah. So, Okay. I'm not going to pile on Ryan Buell. The guy has personal problems. Yep. But he did some really crappy stuff right. while he was having those personal problems. Supposedly, he kicked those demons, and then he's still ripping people off for money and all this kind of stuff. Fine. You know, he, he, did, he did some bad stuff. Now, instead of just owning up to it, and instead of the people that are, you know, these diehard fans of him saying, well, I chose to back a flawed person, mm -hmm. instead, it has to be... Poor him. The demons got to him. Right. It's, an it's not his fault. The yeah. demons got to him. You know, and like, so if Zach acts like a jerk, and I'm mentioning Zach just because Gary said he didn't want me to. So if Zach acts like a jerk to somebody on social media mm -hmm. and gets into a fight with somebody on social media, like he did with Tony Sparrow recently, yep. you know, there's people that are like, oh, you can't blame Zach for that. It's it's the demons that are around him. You know, the demons are, are influencing him somehow. He needs to get away from the demons. Like, no. Demons are People have personal, nor, nor is it really going to affect somebody like right. that. Right, it's not. You would, honest to God, know if a demon was truly affecting someone, he would not be able to function and do a TV show. There's no way. So the thing is, we yeah, give they people self-destruct. And, and right. Let's yeah, go back to the. There's a lot of things that happen. Let's go yeah. back to the UFO people too. They also give them an out too and say, well, you know, they didn't really do those things they were accused of. That's just the CIA, you know, trying to take us down and make and ruin his credibility. Stan Romanek, the guy made a video. And we had, and I mentioned this last night on on Midnight Society, but we had the guy on Spooky South Coast talking about this video that he made, where he had a camera in his daughter's bedroom, and he caught this alien in the window, and you know made all these headlines for it and everything. And now a couple of years ago, he gets uh, he gets convicted of um, uh, I forget exactly what it was, but it had something to do with child pornography. Uh, yeah, but I forget if he was receiving or if he was distributing. I forget exactly which part of the charge I'm, it was. I know the whole rest of that case, and you don't want to go down that road. But immediately, that's the excuse that starts to come out from the people that believe him. Is well, well, he couldn't have done this thing. I know him. I met him at conventions. He's a nice guy. This is just them trying to discredit him. Like, let's stop utilizing. The built-in excuse for everything. Or you might know one part of somebody, well, but it doesn't mean that you know all of the parts of them. Well, the case he's so, referring to actually went involved another personal fight between. It was a vendetta between two people. Well, either way, and, again, and, it, yeah. not the CIA, not but that. it so, was a, But so. you can, but you can even say that you can be like, you know, there's more to the story, Tim, that you don't understand. It's actually a personal thing between two people. He was convicted in a court of law. So right. if it's a personal vendetta, whatever, they didn't do a good enough job of defending them in, in court then. Because yeah. as far as I'm concerned, if he was convicted, he did it. Right. He was convicted by a judge or a jury of his peers. He did it. And it, that conviction, that I believe, got lifted because the no, guy that said him. No, it didn't. He still, uh, still, no, it still stands. Okay. okay. Either anyway. way, besides that stuff, because that's just a bunch of stuff that people have no idea what we're talking about. And that's silly. But either way, if you know someone, it does not mean that you know every part of them. You know, people have demons that they hide, 100% hands down. Oh. It's what happens. And, you know, there are people that I was friends with, that I was associated with, that I cut ties with immediately when I saw that something else was happening. When I was finally let into that aspect of who they were, 
I, I dumped them completely. And people would either bash me for it or they'd say, oh yeah, like there's some type of dramatic thing going on, whatever. No, like I don't want to be associated with this because this is wrong. You know, whether it be, you know, drugging, stealing, you know, womanizing, whatever it might be, I don't want a part of that. I just don't. And I think that, you know, it's okay to sometimes accept that not everybody is perfect, but at the same time, like some people have some really thing, like bad things that they do and things that are wrong with them. And we have to just accept that for what it is and walk away. If people really knew all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Oh, I, I could write a tell all. You would not want anything to do with a majority nope. of the people that are in this field. Right. You know, and it's not, it's, it's not that everybody does something that's particularly bad. It's just that so many people are putting on a front. Yep. And they're putting on that front because... You know what they do? They, they play characters on TV. Yeah, they want to get on television. That's they want to get on yeah. posters for conventions. Perfect. You know? Yeah. They become actors. They don't care about what's going on in the paranormal field. They become actors to get a paycheck. Yeah, they put on the persona and you're looking at the persona yeah. on the camera. And, and, yeah. and part of me wants to say, like, so look at what they're doing. You know, the minute you go from being somebody who goes out and does investigations to help people to somebody that's just going out and doing a convention every weekend mm -hmm. you know that's when there's a problem but i've never been somebody that goes out to do in residential cases and i still go and do conventions have. so like i don't really want to be in that position of like you know calling the kettle black and that, yeah. that you're not though. you really haven't done any. i've done nothing but take from the paranormal no, I meant uh, you've never really done any like personal cases, private. He's done no, like I don't like being in people's houses. I don't like going over people's houses. A handful houses. of times, I think you may have with me, but at the same time, no, I've done one residential case my whole have career. Been like blatantly like truthful about this since day one on the radio. People would call in, "Hey, I want you to do this. Hey, I'll refer you to so and so. I don't do this." Yeah, Stephanie, how many times have I been over your house in all the years that you've known me? Do we count pulling up in the driveway? Not pulling up in the driveway. That doesn't count. Then one time. One time. And I didn't go in the house. No. No, I you just, peed in the bushes. <laughs> I, I did. I literally peed in her bushes because I didn't want to go in her house. I'm not saying anything. How many times have you been invited to my house? Uh, probably hundreds of times. Moniz, how many times have I been in your house? You could probably count them on one hand. And I've Two or three times. I've yeah. known you 14 years. Yeah. So I think maybe maybe like twice when you were in the old house... And, and once maybe like five or six times in the new house because yeah. we had a band practice once yeah and, uh, and you've been over i've been over times. a few times yeah, yeah. but i mean now i'm offended because you've been to moniz's house you've been to my house time. those were in the early yeah, days it's been more than my house i don't think i've been to his house more than once since i've known you so if that helps at all okay that makes me feel better but i i just i <laughs> it's not my thing i don't Mine probably like, smells better i don't like going <laughs> to people's houses and i, I don't <laughs> really girly. like when people come into my house um, Mine just smells like barbecue. That's about right. <laughs> but that's anyway. But you know, that's that's uh, that's kind of a little bit off the point. The the point is is that there's a lot of well, people get upset for me with me now that I don't want to do residential cases. I'm like, the way that the world's going right now, I don't want to step foot in a place where I don't exactly right. feel safe. Yeah, I, you know, I don't want to show up by myself to a place where i'm gonna go do a walkthrough and make myself vulnerable like somebody could lock the door and kidnap me you know it doesn't it, it's uh, no offense to people out there but wasn't there a situation that you got into one time where you were concerned that somebody was going to kidnap you uh which time the <laughs> the time that you went to do an event somewhere yeah uh in a, a cr cruise happened N no oh no the cruises for sure were Cru creepy cruises are just weird anyway but no there was the event that you did i think it was in new hampshire 
Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Yes. And you were like yes. convinced that you were not coming home from this. Listen, it was it was so like scary that somebody set this up for me, which I, I was not happy with, that I was considering bringing my ex-husband on the three-hour drive there and three-hour drive back just because was, I didn't know what to do. Just to... Just to uh, you were hired to be Correct. at an event. Ta- the talent at an event. But there was no event. There was no event. But you oh. still got paid. Oh. I, I got paid ahead of time because that's what my contract said. But I showed up and it was to a cemetery in the middle of nowhere, New Hampshire. And I was the only one there besides two little old ladies that had shown up and took interest in what was happening. But they weren't, weren't part ticket of the- buyers to the event. They just latched on to what was going on. It was a on. free event. Hmm. Uh, so basically this person paid you to come up and spend time with you, mm-hmm. uh, spend time with him in New Hampshire. Yep. And by the way, this is also the same person, uh, and, and we, we don't need to name names, but no. but this is also the same person that ran social media accounts for his fake wife too, right? His fake wife and a bunch of other fake accounts that all followed me and would message me and would compliment me on different platforms and everything else. It took me a long time to block all of them. And sometimes it's funny because people have tells, you know, they, they, they do things a certain way this, and you can tell by the way people this type. This is scary. Oh, it's, it's beyond. And this is not the first, I, I know one person that you and I both know that had that same kind of... Yeah, so I've had this conversation yeah, yeah, I, I, actually recently as to like, why do people become like that about me? Because I don't understand. Like, it's not like I'm overly nice. I'm not touchy-feely. Like, I'm not flirtatious or anything like that. But people become really strange with like wanting me exclusively to themselves. And if we're talking about the same person, that was a really scary... Yeah, up- I don't blame you for being scared. Um, Some of the stuff that individual a while ago that... Yeah, we're talking he was like... Saying, you were saying some pretty uh, off-the-wall things. Right. Well, not only that, if we're talking about the same individual, he jumped out of the bushes at me and grabbed me um, during uh, like a filming. And it was terrifying. Terrifying. Screaming, crying, hysterical, asking me to be exclusive to him when it came to my career. Yeah. You know that um, this is all just a ruse to get closer to you. Oh, is it? Yeah, I started. It. I started this show. You came to my years, house. <laughs> I started the show years before I even knew who you were. All in preparation for this moment. You are never leaving this studio now. I uh, unless it's with me. I'll go right through that window. Um, <laughs> I got your I think back. I'm, no, I, I think I'm the one person you wouldn't mind being kidnapped by. No, 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 no. You can kidnap me. That's fine. My boyfriend knows where to find you. She's like, uh, <laughs> I don't worry about him at all because I know how utterly boring he is. No, he'll kidnap me, but never let me in his house. No, I honest to God, I think I've had the conversation so many times. The snacks where, will be good. Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> are <anymore>. a chef. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. Um, you know, I I have very few people that I trust, and I have very few people that I'm a hundred percent comfortable with. And I have the conversation with Scott all the time that Tim, you are one of those people that like not only do I trust, but he does as well. Because look at all the stuff that I've been through. Right. You know um so yeah it's uh it's 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 odd that's why i don't go anywhere alone i try not to i've been to events with scott with me i've left to go to the bathroom and been cornered in the bathroom and locked in there Uh, and vice versa you've seen it with him with women that come up to him even though he's right there with you and it's right you know it's not like i can understand in the early days of of your relationship because you guys weren't out in the public about it at first but then once you kind of came forward with it 
you would think people would respect that. They don't. Even now on social media, they don't. I mean, I don't. I'm uh, still going to grab his ass. But I that's I, I had that before uh, you, know you even came into the picture. I will gladly share his ass with you. <laughs> um, wow. Honestly, like, they were at my house. And it's like this weird bromance. I'm not sure how it happened. But I'm turning around texting Tim, like, turn your ass around and come back. Because he thought, you know, like, people weren't there anymore. And I turn around and he's over there hugging scott from behind like they were going to a prom and i was like oh okay <laughs> I, never mind uh so, we're secure in our mask okay right right they are they are so um and, you know tim and i have a deal if we ever go anywhere and you know somebody questions you know what what he's doing with himself i am now the mistress we we have we have pretended okay. to yeah. be together okay. we have to yep Be- because we've been in situations that were very scary um so, you know, it's 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 a weird world out there. I don't want to go anywhere alone. I think we have a caller here that I want to try to make sure we get to before <laughs> we go off the air. All right, cool. Let's see who's on the line. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. Hello. Oh, not my fault. Didn't press the button. <laughs> Hello, you're on Spooky South Coast. Hello. Hi, guys. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm good. I uh, just had a question and a comment. Sure. Um, my question probably for Stephanie. Um, if you have what you think are psychic abilities, yep. what is the best way to come out if you're a shy person and try to get involved in the situation? Like, you know, try to get try to get known and try to help people, try to, you know, come out of a supposed psychic closet. So that's a really good question, actually, and it's something I think a lot of people deal with and are actually really struggling with. Um, My best advice to you is if you feel like you've had these abilities for a long time, you've been born with them, or you feel like they've just hit you because of a traumatic event or whatever, you've been bottling them up, whatever the situation might be, do not jump out of the gate and go try to help people with it when you don't understand it yet yourself. Um, I think that's a mistake a lot of people make, and it becomes... actually can become very debilitating um, physically and mentally and emotionally if you don't have the right tools to work with. So my best advice would be to find a very reputable teacher um, to help guide you and and teach you different methods of um, what it is to have psychic ability. So, I mean, there's like the word psychic covers a very long spectrum and every single person has different abilities when it comes to that. Some excel in psychometry, which is reading objects um, and energy from them. Some excel in just reading the energy off of people. Um, And those are just two very simple examples. So when it comes to something like that, you want to make sure um, that you have all the tools available to you to not only protect yourself from whatever can happen, but to protect the people that you're dealing with as well. So if you can't necessarily help yourself in a bad situation you can't help the people that you're helping. You can't pour from a cup that's not full. So make sure that you are really you know doing research and working with people that have a very good reputation a very positive reputation i'm not just talking like joe schmo down the street like somebody that might be more well known and has been in the game for a very long time um i was born with these abilities i had a natural gift that was guided by not only my mother but my grandmother and I still had things that I struggled with. You know, I had like serious migraines. I would pick up other people's emotions and take them on as my own. And I didn't know everything. Um, I sought out 
um, a mentor who was actually my Reiki master teacher who taught me a lot. And I learned as much as I could from her and then I needed to up my level. So I would take different classes with different people just to kind of see how other people did this. And it actually helped me feel like I wasn't alone as well. Even though I knew things and I excelled in the courses, I still wanted to know things. Even more recently, within the last 10 years, I furthered my studies and I studied with James Van Prague because I wanted to see how he did things and what he taught because I feel like you know if you're forever a student you're forever learning a new way of doing things or a different technique that might help you as you evolve as a human then it might help you in your abilities as well so if you have ever have any questions you can email me at info at stephburke.com and I'd be more than happy to help you out or to guide you in the right direction uh, I appreciate that thank you you're um, welcome I guess my my uh, comment, um, you guys were talking about underwear thieves. That actually happened to um, a family member of mine. Oh, no. Um, yeah. This from, a, guy, from a paranormal uh, group? Um, no, no. Uh, he was um, supposedly dead. Um, he, they, everyone thought he was dead, but he was actually ended up uh, taking um, underwear from women in this apartment complex. Um and uh, he had over a thousand pair, and he was trying to sell them. Well, that's gross. Yeah, it's a hot business right now. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, people will buy weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, that about does it for this week's show. Thank you for the call. Uh, we are just about out of time. Uh, we will be back next Saturday night. Remember, if you are new to the program, you can catch the Spooky South Coast podcast if you go to wherever you get your podcasts from whether it be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, any of the podcast catchers that are out there. If you go to any one of those, we have episodes going all the way back to 2006. So uh, it, there are two separate RSS feeds to be able to get that. There's you know, the most recent ones, and then there's the classic feed, uh, which goes all the way back. So you just have to you know, make sure that you find the right feed, but you'll get them all there. And of course, if you do like Spooky South Coast, you can listen on Midnight FM. Anytime there isn't a live program, we rerun some of our best of episodes, and in some cases, maybe not our best, but they, they certainly fill in the time. So it's whatever, whatever you, uh, whatever you need to plug in there. We we've got you covered because we've got plenty of spooky for you to go and check out. Now, please, if you are listening on Midnight FM or if you've never checked it out, we've got a full lineup of great paranormal programming for you all week long. You can check that out at midnight.fm and see all of the different shows that are coming up. But it, there's a theme on this week's midnight society the program that i host every weeknight there's a theme tonight that we will announce tomorrow when we unveil all of our guests for the week so stay tuned to all of our social media there midnight dot fm and you can follow spooky south coast across social media as well on twitter at spooky sc on instagram at spooky underscore south coast and facebook.com slash spooky south coast as well so i think we are you know, just about out of time. Thank you to everybody that tuned in. Thank you to you guys for uh, coming in, and you know we we had a we had some uh, some explosive conversation tonight. We'll probably get some comments, and you can email us with those comments. Uh, spooky crew at spookysouthcoast.com. I know that uh, we would love to hear your own thoughts on these uh, as well. Lamone's been sending me a bunch of emails, so I will happily read those to you guys when we go off the air. You look like you don't care at all. <laughs> all right, that'll do it for this week's show. We'll be back next week. Have a good night, everybody, and stay spooktacular.